0: Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Well, I'm excited today um, because today is a rare occasion that I have to sit with and receive along with you today from the Word of the Lord And uh, at our marriage retreat this weekend, we did have some amazing guests who were with us, our good friends, uh, Pastors Bruce and Beth Johnson, who pastor North Lake Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we asked them to please stay over with us today and just share uh, the word the Lord's laid on their heart for this moment. Uh, So without any further ado, I'm gonna ask uh, Pastor Bruce, would you come and would you give him a big Faith Assembly Church welcome as he comes today? amen now you might want to turn me down because I get loud I like to do something all the time thank you that's perfect I like to do something in our our church I pastor in we pastor in Charlotte North Carolina and um, one thing I like to do that always makes people happy and makes them smile is we turn to somebody close by to us and we look them in the eye and we tell them these words you sure look good today come on tell somebody See, I hear the laughter right now. I, I, I hear the thank you for the compliment because you all look wonderful today. And we are so, so thankful. And to those of you that are uh, in Charlotte and you're getting ready for service at North Lake, you're watching right now, I love you all. We miss you. We're looking forward to being back with you. But God's got an assignment for me here today. God spoke to me and gave me a word, so I did not come to you today with enticing words of man's wisdom. I came today with the power of the Holy Ghost of God to give you an unchanging, uncompromising word that should stir you and change you for the good, for the glory of God. Can you say amen? It is always an honor and a privilege to just be in the company Of your pastors just be in the company of your pastors and uh, I I know that you know how blessed you are but I want to remind you of how blessed you are come on pastor Steve and Lisa they're amazing people and we love you dearly and of course uh, other than Jesus Christ himself The most important other person that's most important in my life is sitting right here in the room today, none other than my bride of 40 years, almost 41 years. We got married when we were two. (laughs) Almost 41 years my wife Beth is here today. Would you make her welcome as well? Now that we got all that out of the way, we want to thank those that are on Facebook Live for joining us today. I pray that God touches you and moves right through what you're watching, through that device you're watching through, that God will touch you right there. The same God that's in this room right now with all these people is right there in your house. So be blessed today. You have your Bibles. Let's go to John chapter 7. I'm going to talk about a few moments this morning for the next two hours and 18 minutes. Now, that's a little thing that I do at my home church all the time. I always tell them two hours, three hours, one hour, and one day I made the mistake of saying 18 minutes, and they all laughed their heads off because I can't get through my introduction in 18 minutes, and I realize we have two services here, so I'm going to have to jump right in this word, and all I'm going to ask you to do today is reach down and grab that seat belt and, 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 and buckle it good and tight, and let's hold on as God talks to us through his word John chapter 7 verses 1 through 9 your Bible says after this Jesus traveled around Galilee he wanted to stay out of Judea where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death but soon it was time for the Jewish festivals of shelters and Jesus's brothers said to him leave here and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles you can't become famous if you hide like this if you can do such wonderful things, now listen to the the verbiages they're using here. If you can, why don't you go? If you can do these things, come on, somebody. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Come on, even his brothers didn't believe. Jesus replied, "Now, everybody say now." Now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime you like, but but you can go without me. You can go on down there and hang out, enjoy yourselves, but now is not my time. The world can't hate you, but it does indeed hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on, I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee, Father. For the next few moments i ask right now as you're praying for me right now father that you would allow these lips of clay to bring forth your word today that god the word would pierce into us and it would touch us but most importantly god that it would see areas of our lives that we need to put in and place in your protection put in your timing and and what you're doing in our lives so god right now use me right now to bring forth your word we ask it right now in jesus name and everybody said Amen. amen Amen. For this few moments this morning, I want to take you kind of on a journey. I want you to uh, imagine that God has given you a mission and a promise for your life. God has shown you that he is going to give you so much favor, everybody say favor. So much favor, so much blessing, everybody say blessing. And so much influence, everybody say influence, that your life will change the spiritual condition of an entire city. Can I just say real quick, real quick, not just because I love this couple so much but I believe God has sent you here to change the condition and the climate of this region around here oh yeah we're not in second service yet gotta be careful I can't walk too far God has sent you here to change the climate of this region there's a reason why god has placed you among these incredible people pastor is so that you can turn greenville in this area upside down for the glory of almighty god listen your eyes have not seen your ears have not heard yet what god is going to do in this house and in this place I told Pastor Steve a couple years ago, I said, Pastor, when, when, when I get ready to retire from being the lead pastor, I think I'm moving to Greenville to be your seniors pastor. He said, come on. And so I'm like, okay, hold on now but we 're so excited about what God is doing here, and, 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 and as you see here, this scripture was, was talking about, and Jesus was kind to, trying to relay it to his disciples, his, his brothers we could say, should say that the, his timing was not there yet, the timing was not right. God has shown you things and dreams. He has had well-respected and proven prophets of God prophesy over you exactly how he is going to move in your life and fulfill this mission. He has shown you the end from the beginning and is a glorious life of blessing and kingdom purpose. The only thing God hasn't shown you or told you yet is when. I don't know about you, but I grapple with that. And I, 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 I have a problem with that because when I hear from God, I, I see God, I get a vision from God. I, I want to know not only what it is, how to do it, but I want to know when it's going to happen. Now maybe you don't battle that. Pray for me. Maybe you don't battle that, but I battle that all the time. You know, I I, I just God, I thank you for what you're showing me, but, but I want to see it. And I want to see it. Now, come on now. We wanna see it now, don't we? See, the only thing that he's not done is told us when. In my opinion, and it's my opinion, that the number one thing that derails people's faith in the dream or the promises that God has given them is the time they have to wait. Because God has a perfect timing. Everybody say perfect timing. God has perfect timing. And how many know that timing is everything? Everything, Amen. I believe that that's exactly the, the word that God wants for you to hear today. Now, on March the 27th, 1982, that young lady right there. In 1982, some of you weren't even a thought in 82. I realize I'm speaking to a crowd that may indeed have been around in 82. I get that. And in 1982, we took our vows and we said, I do. And, and I looked at her and said, I do. She looked at me and said, I do. And so since then, we have done. We held on to the vows, you know. And, and it would have been great right then if, if I could have looked at her or, or we could have got some kind of script from God that says, okay, here's what's going to happen. Here you go. Ready? Here you go. Here's what's going to happen. In 83, this is going to happen. 87, this is what's going to happen. 94, this is what's going to happen. 2003, that's what's going to happen. 2016, this is what's going to happen. Come on, somebody. It would have been great if I had gotten this script that told me that everything that's going to happen at that moment. But that's not how it works. And that's not how it works with our God. He'll give you a sight. He'll give you a vision. He'll show you something. He'll tell you something. And then he'll say, just stay lined up in my word and keep walking. Keep believing. Keep trusting me. Keep trusting me and believing that I'm going to bring you into the promise that I've spoken into your life. If you can identify with that, say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So many years have passed. We were youth pastors. We were youth leaders and then youth pastors and then we took our first we started our first year listen we're gluttons for punishment we we must be because every church until now we planted if you i know i'm probably not talking to a room full of people that have planted churches before has anybody ever worked with a church plant before raise your hand you know what that's like, you, 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 yeah, you know what it's like. You go in, you try to begin something fresh from, from nothing, and, and God just kind of used that, and we began to build churches and build churches and for 10 years at one place, and two or three years at another, and, and two or three years at another, and then eight or 12 years we spent in Greensboro, you know, uh, building a church and, and, and forming a church from nothing, and God used that. And, and the chances are, hear this, the chances are that when God at 16 years old I was, they laid hands on me. And when I fell out, I came to, I was speaking in an unknown language, baptized in the Holy Ghost of God. And I knew and sensed the call on my life, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew God had a call in my life. But chances are, if he had told me then, that day, when I got up, here's what's going to happen. You're going to plant a church there, but this is the hell you're going to go through to get it up and going. You're going to plant a church a few years later, and this is exactly what you're going to make sense and see in your life. It, then you're going to plant another because you're so crazy. Because so you, you're so crazy, and, and you, but you'll listen to me. You're going to plant another church. If he had shown me all of these things, how many of us would say, I'd do it anyway? Come on, somebody. You, here's what we do. We say, now, now God, I hear you. Let's, let's talk a bit. Let's compromise. God, I, I hear you. I, I want to do what you're telling me to do. I, I get it. I want to do it. But God, you know what? I think, I think I can help you. I think I can help you in this situation. I, I, you know instead of having me listen God I know we gotta grow up and we gotta go through some pa- growing pains and I get it but God if we can forgo those years of growing pains if we can just skip right over that into the blessed life where the Lord is moving where God's spirits being poured out only Rod Parsley or somebody anyway you know we, we often try to help God Because if we could see the end before it took place, we'd wanna change some things. But can I tell you that God has a roadmap, God has a plan, God has a design for your lives. He has a design for this church. There's a reason why it came through what it came through to get to where it is, so that where you're going, God can prepare you down the road for that as well. If you believe that today, say amen. I'll try to get excited when I preach. Pray for me. Thank you, I'm working on it, that's right. So in 2020, January, Pastor Rick calls and says, Pastor Rick Ross, our superintendent, he calls and says, um, Bruce, um, I've been praying and I feel like you should take that church. in Charlotte. The same church that he told us for five straight months, you're not taking. You're, you are our interim pastors across the state of North Carolina. I'm going to send you to all these churches. And, and when, they, when they need a pastor, when when is a pastor change going on, I'm just going to send you there, and I'm going to use you. You're going to love on the people. You're going to pray with the people. You're going to heal the people, whatever it takes. But, but I'm, don't, don't get excited. Don't get too, don't, don't dig your deep feet in deep, because I'm going to pick you up and move you somewhere else. Well, Pastor Rick, I love you. You notice I said I love you. I love you. But God had a different plan. And finally, God spoke to Pastor Rick and said, I think you should take that church. So on June the 14th, 2020, 2020, remember that year? Remember that year? While we're having church outside in the parking lot, they voted, we got the vote, and we've been there ever since. And I say that because, and I I hope some of my North Lake family are watching, because I love my church so much. I love everything about my church. I, 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 love it all i mean to tell you i do my our music director is amazing our choir director is amazing I, I could go through them all and they're all amazing 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 people i feel like a lot of times i'm the least of the ministry there at the church i'm like okay y'all go ahead y'all so good a matter of fact a few moments ago i'm like no 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 Troy, y'all just stay up. Trey, just stay up here i don't need to come up here and try to preach now first service right <laughs> because it's it's so good and and, and god is using it you know, and, and i have to iterate at the point man the music oh my lord the music is so amazing you ought to be thankful for what you have been given amen So timing, I believe, is everything. You see, the kingdom of God is like that seed that's being planted. A good farmer knows that he can't plant that seed one day and expect to harvest the next. There's a process that, matter of fact, that seed has to first what? It's got to die in the ground. But I'm here to tell somebody today and remind you that those things that are buried Buried, die, and buried in the ground. Sooner or later, they can come back to life. Sooner or later, God can resurrect those things. Maybe a dream in your life, God gave you a long time ago. Don't you give up on that dream. It may seem like it has died, but God can resurrect that thing and bring it back to life. (laughs) Hold on. He can do that. See, crops aren't microwavable in their growth and neither are God's promises. See, spiritually speaking, planted seed represents this time of waiting and this waiting time is meant to produce the disciplines of trust and faith. I'm convinced too many times, and listen, I'm a a big believer that there's times that you can pray and bam, it just happens. Like, that was fast. You know, that was awesome, God, way to go. Wow, I didn't have to wait on that one. Most of the time, it's pray, pray, cry. See, I got things, I got people that I'm praying for. I got family members that I'm praying for. I got anointed family members that don't right now realize that they're anointed by god but i'm praying for them i'm believing god for them because years ago i planted we planted a seed in their life and we're just trusting god that that seed is gonna come on somebody that's you too that's you too you know timing is everything how many people just love it here today love it when god makes you wait for something you just love it raise your hand raise your hand If anybody had to raise their hand just now, I would have had to change this message from one of timing to liars. Because <laughs> none of us want to, I ain't calling nobody a liar, so don't get me out of I, None of us want to wait. We don't like the idea of waiting at all. In my life, it's, it's probably one of the things I struggle with the most, not, not trying to help God out in ways. That will eventually damage the fullness of promise that he wants to give me. One of the best examples in the Bible is a man by the name of Abraham. Everybody say Abraham. Abraham. My brother Abraham. He's 85 years old or young. My dad's 87, my mom's 86, and... And uh, so I can kind of, but 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 in the Bible days, it's not quite the same as today, right? I mean, sin has been so so bad over the years that that yeah, yeah. that we don't quite live as long as Methuselah nowadays, do we? Nine hundred and sixty-nine years. Abraham is eighty-five years old, and he is he's in prayer one day, and and God tells him that he will be the father of many nations, and Abraham says, "That's impossible, God." i have no children no son to carry on my name how's this gonna i'm 85 i have no children me and sarah have been drawing social security now for 20 years how's this gonna happen but nonetheless your bible says that he believed the word of god abraham believed the word so abraham hear this abraham builds a crib he, he adds on a baby wing to the tent. Come on, he adds on to the tent. He's like, okay, we're gonna have a child, and, and, and so I, we're gonna wait. And so he begins to wait, He starts waiting, starts waiting, starts waiting. And a few years goes by, and finally there's no child, nothing's happening. And, and so finally his wife, Sarah, she begins to get impatient. She suggests that they help God out and, 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 and use her servant, Hagar, to be the surrogate mom. Did y'all know that? Did you know that was in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, so she gives Abraham her servant, Hagar, goes in, they have a child, he has a child with Hagar now. His name is Ishmael. Can I really quickly say, and I'm not gonna get political, but this is part of the problem that we're seeing in Israel right now. Ishmael's side, the Palestinians, are warring against Isaac's side, come on now. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing over there in the Middle East. So Ishmael is the product of two humans trying to help God fulfill his promise and is therefore considered to be the son of the flesh. Ishmael's presence brings chaos in the home. All of a sudden, Hagar thinks she's first wife. All of a sudden, they think they're the blessed child. But God then speaks to them and says, no, 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 that's not the blessed child you got off in your time see my timing is right God said but your timing is always come on now and so he waits and waits and waits another almost 15 years 14 years he's 99 everybody say 99 he's 99 years old God tells him don't worry you're gonna have another son this time this time next year you're gonna have a son this time it'll be my way not your way My timing's better than yours. God said, you'll have a son next year. The next year, Isaac is born, the son of the promise. Everybody say, son of the promise. Because I believe that in all of us, there's a reason why God allowed us all to be born. You are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. You you were born, you you were conceived exactly when God wanted you to be conceived. You are not a mistake. A matter of fact, God has an assignment for everyone here watching online as well. God has an assignment for your life. Make sure you stay lined up with God and hear his voice so you can fulfill it in his timing. Everybody say timing. So Isaac's born, it's critically important for us to learn the discipline of waiting. See, too many... They settle for the pain and the chaos and Ishmael brings when God has Isaacs just waiting to bless them. He has Isaacs just waiting to bless them. God shows us how to do that here in John chapter 7 because Jesus waited on God's timing. You see, we can do the same. We can do the same and avoid having any more Ishmaels in our lives that rob our blessing or our future from the one that God has prepared for us. If you stay in God's timing at the right moment, God will reveal His blessing in your life. You may have to go through some troubles. You may have to go through some heartaches. Paul said these words. He said, "I have learned uh, that whatever state I'm in, whatever situation." I I was preaching one Sunday, and I was I was preaching that message, and all of a sudden I said, "So what state are we in?" Little boy about five years old said, "North Carolina." (laughs) He was right, right in front of everybody in God. I said, yes, sir, that's right, Dylan. <laughs> but learning that whatever state you're in to be disciplined while you're waiting. Our, our daughter-in-law wrote a book, I think she might've been here before, and that book's called Now Waiting, Now Waiting. Because listen, I, I, it's great when, 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 God, when God is done with you in one place and all of a sudden he, he, there's another door over here and sometimes that door's not open, it may be hell in the hallway. Come on, it may be struggles, it may be strife, it may be difficulties, it may be trouble on every, but sooner or later, glory be to God. Sooner or later, God's gonna open up the right door and you're gonna walk into the promise that God has for you. If that's you today, say amen. So Jesus shows us the way here in John chapter seven. Jesus' own brothers are telling him to go to Jerusalem. Sometimes influence, sometimes influence will cause us to create an Ishmael in our lives. Sometimes an ish, uh, influence, influence will cause us to get out of the perfect timing of God. The disciples tell him, "If you are the Messiah, if you're, uh, why are you messing around here out in the sticks? There's not, there's not even a Walmart out here in the sticks. What are we doing? We can't. We have to travel forever, Man, Jesus. Let's go down. Let's go down to the big city. Let's show them who you are. We'll get some fame then." jesus said it's not my time the timing john chapter 7 verse 6 again it says my time is not yet here he said for you uh, any time will do for you any time will do see that's how often it is others feel they can see what's best for you i'm preaching right here listen very telling others feel they can see what's best for you but it may not be what god has planned for you for your life at this moment so it's important that you stay focused, that you stay attentive to the voice and the, and the Spirit of God to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying so that, so that, so that, at the right time, everybody say right time, you can walk into the blessing that God has in your life. Can you say amen? So a couple of points I want to share with you today how did Jesus do that how did he how did he know to walk in that timing how did jesus resist the urge to to speed things up or along and ride a wave of popularity straight into an earthly palace how did he do it number one he knew his timing he knew his timing he knew what god he he knew that eventually eventually god was going to bring it to pass now i know he's god i know he's god i'm not getting unbiblical here oh pastor jesus knows there i know he does Because he knew his timing, he he knew to wait on God. He knew that there was a perfect timing for all these things to take place. He he filtered everything through his calling and his mission. Knowing and discovering your calling or purpose in life is critical for the fullness of God's blessing to be upon you. Hebrews chapter 11 verse six still says, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you seek him, you'll find him, the Bible says. And when you find him, he will speak to you, he will show you, or he'll tell. Listen, he always answers one of three ways. Yes, no, or wait a while. Kind of how God works, right? Right? So he'll do this. Seeking God is not just about praying or reading your Bible or doing good works. Seeking God is about knowing his mind, his heart, and his plan for your life. And then you responding in obedience to that calling. You see, I believe that everyone has the call of God on their lives. Everyone. Now, is everyone called to be the pastor of this church? No. No. I get that, okay? Is everyone called to play the piano? Nobody's called to play the piano like that, dude. Well, just go away, son. You took somebody else's gift and multiplied on you and your wife, and y'all just got yeah, sick. It's just sick, I'm telling you. you ought to repent right now. <laughs> But see, we used to spend time seeking the Lord, knowing his mind, his heart. Everyone has the call of God on their lives. We have made the mistake in the modern church age of equating the call of God with a full-time vocational ministry within the church. And that's not it at all. As a matter of fact, am I in the room with any saved folks? Raise your hand. You're saved, you're saved, you're saved, right? I got news for you now you have been called by God I can prove it to you by the word of God you've been called by God to be a maker of disciples It's not the job just for the evangelistic team at the church. It's not for those that go door to door and knock on door. It's not for those that just work in the graphic section that put together a nice little poster and mail it out. It is the call of God for every single... Is this okay, pastor? You okay with it? It's the call of every single person that calls themselves a Christian to be someone that goes out and makes disciples for Jesus Christ. so number one he knew his timing number two he understood the timing he understood the timing he knew it wasn't time to go down to jerusalem or judea he knew it wasn't time to go down there which just wasn't it wasn't you know I, I know he said that that the that they were looking to, to kill him anyway i don't think he was running from those that were threatening him listen everywhere he everywhere everywhere he went they were threatening him Everywhere he went. Yeah, you had the crowd that was in love with him that went everywhere and did everything with him, but, but there was another whole side of the crowd that said, no, 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 we coming at you. That's right. yeah. He wasn't afraid of those people, but he understood his timing. Years ago, John Maxwell, an incredible man of God who writes a lot of books about leadership, he wrote a book called The 21 Essential Laws of Leadership. Anybody read that book? 21 Essential Laws of Leadership. What a powerful, powerful book. In this book, John taught the, time, the, the, the law of timing. I'm gonna give them to you real quick. Number one, the wrong action at the wrong time equals disaster. The wrong action, oh Lord, the wrong time equals disaster. Number two, the right action but at the wrong time equals massive resistance and rebellion. It can be the right thing, but if it's at the wrong time, it'll bring resistance and rebellion. Number three, the wrong action at the right time equals mistakes and failure. But the fourth one is this. The right action at the right time equals success and massive growth. And I don't think I need to prophesy in the house today that God's sending you guys here and and you being a part of what's going on here at faith. It's the right thing at the right time to see the right results by the right God for the right harvest to take place in this house. I believe that God has ordained this time for you. So not only know the timing, understand the timing, but number three, overcome the obstacles while waiting. There are gonna be obstacles while you're waiting to overcome. You've gotta overcome those things. Jesus succeeded in overcoming the obstacles while waiting. Your Bible says that there came a moment when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And immediately, when the earthly man, the, 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 the human side of him was so weak and frail, 40 straight days he fasted. The Bible says that his, at his physically weakest moment, his, his weakest time, the Bible says that Satan came and he began to tempt the Lord. He began, to, he began to tempt Jesus. And he told him, number one, turn these stones to bread. Turn these stones to bread. In other words, this is the human side of you that's hungry, you're starving, you need, a. so all I want you to do is take your talent, take your gift, use it for your own glory for your own benefit. And can I tell you, there's a lot of folk out there today that God has anointed, God has placed and given them a platform of some kind, but they're using it. Listen to me, preacher watching online or whoever you may be, you should never use it for your own glory, but you should always use it for the upbuilding of God's holy kingdom. Jesus could have used his God-given talents to turn the stones to bread but he didn't. In other words, Satan was saying, why don't you use your talent to benefit you? Uh, Is it any wonder why one of the most popular entertainment shows on TV is called American Idol? Now before you start throwing stones at me, (laughs) I love my American Idol, don't make me now. (laughs) I love watching American Idol, Ryan Zeke, he's a good guy. Atlanta, Rich, all night long. Oh, can I do that here? My bad. Because, baby, you're a firework. And I can't even begin to sing any, any, any Luke song. I mean, because he, 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 when he sings, he sings like he talks. I mean, he sounds just like when he talks, right? There's no, so, so there's a show out there called American Idol. Now, I realize that some good good folks have come out of there, like Danny Gokey, come on, somebody. Mandisa, come on. Colton Dixon, singers of the gospel, they love the Lord. And then, of course, Lauren Daigle, she came through there as well. And I realize just to name a few, so, so please don't tune me out when I talk about this, but we look back through the years of the incredible talent that started out singing on platforms much like this right here. I think of a woman that, if she had known me back in that day, she would have wanted to marry me, and that's Whitney Houston. I was in love with Whitney Houston. I was going to marry. I told my wife before, "Good thing you came along when you did." because I was going to marry Whitney Houston. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Then what? I wasn't worried about no Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown go away. Bobby Brown, you ain't no man. I'm the man. I was going to marry Whitney Houston. I loved Whitney Houston. Stupid Bobby Brown. <laughs> she started out on a platform much like this. You look at all the great, I mean, most of the greats out there today, you look at them, God placed an anointing, Hadadam <laughs> yeah, He placed an anointing on their life. Y'all might as well come on up here and get ready to sing, because i got to quit, I understand. But, but he placed an anointing on their lives, and, and through whatever reason, they began to use that anointing, they began to use that gift for their own gain, for their own glory. Listen, I, ain't ba- I ain't bad-mouthing them, I'm just telling you that God puts an anointing on your life, God puts a gift in you, and he does it so that at your right time, at the right moment, whether it's in faith assembly or around the world somewhere else, God can use you for the glory and the building of his kingdom. Amen? Real quickly, let me just say this. Temptation number two was throw yourself off the top of the temple. In other words, show everybody who you are. Because he said, because if you're who you say ya, the angels will come and grab a hold and keep you from dashing your foot. Yeah, 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 go to the temple down there, stand on it, way up there, stories above everybody and say, check me out, watch me. I am all this in a bag of chips watch this and I'm not gonna jump off this (laughs) I played catcher for 16 years and my knees are not what they used to be I'm not gonna jump off this platform if we were to modernize that temptation it would be Jesus reveal yourself you don't have to take The slow road of three and a half years of walking along dusty highways preaching to the people in the sticks. I can book you, I can book you in the Jerusalem Square Gardens. I can book you in big venues in front of an audience of big movers and shakers in the nation. Let them see you take a dive off of a 510 story. Let them see you take a dive off the top of the temple. And by the time you get close to the ground, your angels will sweep in and, and grab you. They'll all follow you then. Jesus said get behind me get behind me don't tempt the Lord thy God temptation number three I'll give you what you want the world if you worship me he was trying to promise something he could not deliver on remember knowing and abiding knowing and abiding by God's timing and overcoming the temptations and obstacles thrown into his path. Jesus had to stay in his lane. He had to know that timing was everything so that at the right moment, at the right time, he would allow the soldiers to take his life. He would, he would lay down his life, but on the third day, everybody say third day. On the third day he would rise from the grave conquering death, hell in the grave putting a perfect timing in place for the the salvation of mankind. If you're with me this morning, would you stand if you're able to this morning across this place? And lastly, when you know His timing, understanding His timing and overcome obstacles while waiting, we will enjoy the triumph. Enjoy the triumph. It's a fact of human existence and it is a vital necessity for spiritual growth. So if you want to live a life of triumph, you will have to submit to God's timing can't do it on your own. You, you need to listen to the voice of God, submit to His timing. How many of you believe today that you've heard from the Lord one way or another for your life? You think you, you feel you've heard from the Lord? How many are still waiting to hear something from the Lord? That's okay. Hands, 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 show me those hands. We're still waiting to hear. That's great, that's great, that's great. Well, I, I promise you this. If you stay in right timing, if you will keep waiting on the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes you just gotta wait on the Lord. Just wanna take this moment right now this morning and ask God to show us where we might be meddling in his divine timetable. And release all of that to him right now in this place. Father, in Jesus' name i pray god that your divine timing your proper timing because it's everything that god it would manifest itself in our lives that god we would realize recognize that you have a timetable for our lives you know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow next week next month and next year god i pray that we would stay focused stay in your timetable listening to your voice being led by your spirit in the name of jesus that we will be led by the spirit of god and God, the right moment, at the right time, God, when you can receive the most glory from our lives, God, you would cause things to begin to happen, not only for us individually, but as a corporate body here at faith. You would cause things to happen that the world would go, Wow, look what the Lord has done. Look what God is doing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. I know I'm out of time, but if I'm here this morning with anybody that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if you're here you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, slip your hand up for me real quick. Slip, You don't know him as Lord and Savior. Maybe everybody here is saved. If you're at home, you're watching, you say, you know what? I need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Slip the hand up right there. Symbolically, God sees it. God knows exactly what you have need of. I want to pray this prayer with you, okay? Everybody pray with me. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God that you left heaven for me, came to earth for me, died on a cross for me, and will one day come back for me. Today, I ask you to come into my heart, forgive me of all my sins, and write my name in your book of life. I confess with my mouth. Everybody say it, I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart. From this day forward, I will strive to live according to your word as you help me. Today, I confess that I am a Christian. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Somebody prayed that prayer here. Somebody prayed it online. Let's shout with the angels of God. Let's shout with the angels of God. Thank God for what he has done. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.